Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's okay. It's not okay though, it's not. You know, on Roblox. You know, Sam was on Roblox yesterday. And a f***ing thing popped up. And he started laughing. And I was like, mommy, look. And it was a picture of my cry face. And it was a game that someone made of Roblox. And it said, Kim's new sex tape. When you clicked on it, thank God he can't read yet. And it's like, over my dead body, is this shit gonna happen to me again? I just want it gone. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Back on this special day, we're back after a long, long year or less. (laughs) The Kardashians have relaunched on Hulu, away from E!, and onto the main stage of streaming service. Whew. What an episode. Just kidding. (laughs) It was pretty much more of the same except for more cursing and more attempts at uh, not relatability, certainly, but definitely a fourth wall breaking ish sort of vibe with the Kardashians on Hulu. Um, So here's the thing. I'm going to have to issue a trigger warning for those of you who have not seen the episode. Uh, if you suffer from any sort of uh, motion sickness, um, that sort of thing, nausea, if you get easily nauseated, maybe like skip ahead the first two minutes because it'll really get you. I don't know who thought it would be this good of an idea to do this like 
weird drone shot all through the houses and seeing what all the family's up to but it was it was nauseating it was hard to watch I realized that once it was over I had been squinting because it was just too much for my eyes to take in it was a lot you guys it was a lot the first two people that we see on this show are Travis and Penelope. They're kicking it in the backyard. They're at Courtney's house. Then we cruise on over to Chloe's house. She's on FaceTime with Rob, showing him the new construction of her home. We'll stay tuned as to whether or not Rob ever makes it out, out of that phone, shall we? Um, then we see Kendall. She's rubbing some transcendental meditation sound bath bowls in her backyard, and we get to see a good chunk of her house. You guys, you know that I give Kendall about as much credit as she does effort into her modeling gig, which is, you know, minimal. Um, But I will say, if you guys are really into house porn, Go on to YouTube and check out her Architectural Digest uh, tour of her home and just cry. That woman has the best interior design taste of the entire family. I mean, I know that, like, they hire people, but still. You have to be able to, like, at least point and pick out which ones you like or not. Her kitchen is my dream kitchen. It just makes me want to die inside every time I look at it. And... Ooh, you know, you have to give a bitch her flowers when she deserves them. And I'm giving her a whole bouquet on the design of that house. Like, that is a home. Then we go over to Kylie HQ, where Chris has her office. Corey and his wide hips are leaning over the doorframe, telling her that they have to go. Kylie's doing an interview in the makeup chair somewhere else in the warehouse. And they're like, oh, you're going to be late, blah, blah, blah. She's obviously pregnant at this point. Then it ends on Kim. And she is in her own office of nude tone after nude tone. And um, she's got the the custom gray Rolls Royce with the private driveway inside the warehouse. And she cruises on over to their family barbecue, a.k.a. the first filming obligation for this new series. A producer asks Kim how it feels to be back, and she keeps going on and on about how they were able to go into their own worlds and do their own thing. Just a reminder that the show's only been off for a year. Okay. Um, she says that she's two years into her law degree and that her main focus is the big three skims law and the kids. Um, there's a clip where we see her with Saint and she says she's working on him, not, uh, whining anymore. Uh, uh, trait that if you know anything about Kim's relationship with Saint and her obvious favoritism of him is uh, to no surprise, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, then she starts talking about how, you know, she's not, she's just like you guys. Okay. She's just like every other mom in America. She gets horny over organizing her children's playroom. And um, yeah, that's really where she's getting her rocks off these days. So Thank you. Thank you for that, Kim. Um, Then we see Chris talking about how she's so busy 
helping the kids with all of their various endeavors. They have Poosh, Good American, Skims, KKW, RIP, um, Arthur George. Remember that? The sock line from Robert? Yeah, that's still going. There's a hot sauce line. Apparently, I think that might also be Rob's. So, I'm, you know, she acted like she didn't... Like, I can't remember them all, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but it seemed very clear that she was listing them pretty much in uh, order of importance because um, she got to the Rob stuff, like, you know, that was last. I'm not even sure if she mentioned Poosh, which is, you know, fair. How much money do we think that Courtney realistically makes off of Poosh? Six figures? Like a high six? Wow. Then, unfortunately, Chloe and True show up with that man. If you think that I'm not going to be talking about that Photoshop disaster, you're absolutely wrong. I'm saving it for a very special guest. I got to talk to somebody about that. But, um, yeah, they show up with that man that um, helped build True. And Chloe says that she and that man are just friends, which honestly means absolutely nothing to me because we know that over the course of their filming, um, they get engaged. So, okay, this is a lot of lip service coming from Chloe already. Kylie shows up and Kim moves into older sister mode by telling her that she knows because Kylie's like six months, six or seven months pregnant at this point that she knows that Kylie's having a boy because she's prettier this time and she's a lot more thin. So thank you, Kim. Of course, Courtney arrives last and she says in a confessional that having time away from the cameras has been a dream for her and that she's just letting life happen as though this hasn't been her MO for her entire life or something. But anyway, she says that she and Travis are, you know, super horny, horned up for each other. She's moist all the time they started off as friends and they would work out together and yada 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 now they're fucking okay congratulations to you two chris says that to her this relationship came out of nowhere but chloe and kim say no they definitely saw this coming and they're here for it as long as they can calm down. There are a lot of references over the episode to, um, you know, what we all know, which is that, uh, Kravis, if you will, are just like openly horny. They will make out with each other at any given moment during any event. And it's uncomfortable. And, you know, that's just their life now. I have personally felt victimized by their sexual uh, nature over the course of their relationship. So I can't even imagine what it would be like to have to be uh, a live audience to that 24 seven. Then the drama begins because all of a sudden as everybody's like eating and having fun and Kim's claiming that she's 98% vegan. Meanwhile, she's piling up her plate with mac and cheese, chicken wings and burgers um, that we, I don't think ever see her actually eat, but you know, more on that later. Maybe um, Saint pops up with his iPad and apparently he's playing Roblox, which I don't know really what Roblox are, but I know it's a game on the iPad. Okay, um, is it an app? Is it a computer game? Doesn't matter. He's playing Roblox. Those of you guys, the girls who get it, get it. I don't. I'm not one of those girls. The 
immediately funny thing is that Saint recognizes the picture on his iPad to be his own mother and the crying face Kimoji. So he's thinking this is going to be a real chuckle fest because LOL, mommy, here you are on my iPad. And then Kim reads it and it's clickbait about how there's going to be a new um, unaired footage of her sex tape that's about to be released. So Kim takes the iPad and she shows it to Chloe, which I thought was interesting. Like if you have your whole family there and you've been down this road before and you see that somebody's potentially uh, got a sex tape about you, I would just, they should have asked See, this is why I need to be on the production team. Kim, why did you choose Chloe of all people in that room when your mom was there? Um, you know, whatnot. Why Chloe of all people? So anyway, she chose Chloe and Chloe's like, oh shit. <laughs> and um, yeah, she's obviously really pissed off. When they all sit down to eat in classic Chris form, she lies and she's like, oh, Kendall's not here because I think she might have the flu or something. Uh, cut to Kendall uh, sitting down in her interview chair and being like, yeah, I had COVID. It fucking sucked. But you know what? I'll be back later in the season. Um, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, that felt, you know, to me more like a threat than a promise, um, you know. We'll see. Um, so then Kim announces that she has been tapped to host SNL and that she's kind of wondering why she goes out on a limb to do stuff like this because anybody who knows her knows that she's really shy. This is like very antithetical to who she is, but there's part of her that wonders if maybe she is trying to fulfill the dream of Chris by doing this because she was on... Sorry, you guys, I'm with a puppy right now. Anyway, she was on Dancing with the Stars. Say hi, Winston. He's <laughs> wagging his tail. Um, she was on Dancing with the Stars, and she didn't want to do it. She doesn't like dancing, and she just felt like she was doing it for Chris. Then she ends up asking the table if she should um, have Kanye be the musical artist that week. And even though they're getting a divorce, it could end up being like a really cool moment for them. But Courtney fortunately gives her the good idea of like, or the good advice rather of like, don't, this is your moment. Let it be your moment. Like, don't, don't do it girl. Like, and don't lean on him as like a, a comfort. Right. At one point, Kim and Chloe go back in the kitchen to whisper about whether or not Scott uh, was invited. Kim completely forgot. And she's also like, oh, my God, it's kind of like uh, his dream or his nightmare is coming true and that the whole family has now left him and abandoned him. And now, you know, Courtney's with Travis. So, oh, isn't that sad? Isn't it sad that I totally forgot about him and I'm helping make him feel bad about himself? <laughs> Courtney does an interview talking like, hey, here's the rub, you guys. Um, Scott and I have not been together for seven years, and we were together for 10 years before that. He didn't get his shit together, so sorry, you guys. If I want to be happy, then that's what I'm going to do. Now, this is a moment that I will say that I quite enjoyed. I like seeing Kim put the mask down and really get kind of messy. And so they're trying to figure out, she and Chloe are trying to figure out how can we make sure that Scott doesn't find out about this meeting. Who's going to be the most likely to squeal about this? So <laughs> they go to Rain, <laughs> the youngest son of Courtney and Scott, and say, 
hey buddy um do you usually tell your dad like what's going on and he's like well uh, sometimes sometimes i do <laughs> i'm not making fun of him i'm just i'm trying to do a kid accent and i can't do it and it sounded mean i hear it um but Cam was like, okay, well, maybe this time, I just think your dad is really tired, so maybe you just don't have to tell him about this part. And he's like, yeah, got it. Speaking of Scott, we see him, and he says that this break from filming has been really lonely for him, and also that the first time in a long time, he's been feeling pretty good, and that he's going to be taking the leap and potentially dating women, wait for it, guys, over the age of 25 but not over 30. You know what I call that? Gross. Okay. Um, Scott says that ultimately he understands that it's awkward for everybody, but he doesn't want to be left out of the situation because it's his family. And Chloe says, I hear you, but honestly, I think with regard to that picnic, it was probably better that you weren't there because it was just an intimate gathering. And that Courtney and Travis can't can't stop tongue-fucking each other, so it would have been really awkward. Scott tells Chloe that because everybody had always been whispering in his ear, ear for all this time, that he kind of put one foot in the door, or he always had one foot in the door with regard to getting back with Courtney, but... Now he's kind of at a place where he's not only mourning the loss of like the potential of them getting back together, but also their friendship. And he says that their relationship is just down to co-parenting at this point. And it, that's a loss too. Courtney is thriving, you guys. She's like living her best life. Penelope is really uh, developing a close relationship with Travis, which really seems to light a fire in her. And she just says that she loves the relationship that Travis and Penelope have. Um, he's been teaching her how to drum. She really likes the way he communicates with her. And yeah, she's just like super, super in love with him. Then she tells us more of the story of them getting back together and how, or getting together and how basically they had kind of been playing house with each other when they were just friends and going to church together, having like group family stuff together. And, um, that they were just like kind of living in that already. And then the pandemic hit they're texting and Courtney's feeling it. So she says that she's the first one to make the, she made the first move. She started flirting in the text messages and Travis started picking up on it. So he was like, Hey girl, let's do a Netflix and chill situation. And Courtney couldn't wait. Okay. They get to movie one. He's not making a move. Nothing's happening. And then they're like, oh, let's watch another movie. And Courtney tells us that she was like, I wasn't, I didn't have time for this movie marathon. So I'm the one who kissed him first. And you know what? They haven't stopped kissing since. Okay. Um, It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Then we get back to Kim. It's very SNL heavy, this episode. She's doing a fitting and she's trying to still figure out whether or not Kanye should be the musical guest or to do it on her own. We know Halsey ended up being the musical guest that week. And she says that she's been trying to come up with ideas for the show. Like maybe she'll do a Q and a during the opening segment and Kanye will be like very poorly disguised in the audience and ask the question of like, Hey, how do you feel about second chances? And Kim will be like, Oh, absolutely not. Like, you know, she's thinking of like cute things and she's relying on her friends just another uh, tone deaf moment from Kim where she's like bragging about her deep friendships with Chrissy Teigen and Amy Schumer. I mean, okay. (laughs) She gets by with a little help from her friends, the ones that have been canceled. And then she has another idea. She's like, I'm thinking maybe in the background of every sketch we have like a Courtney and Travis character just making out with each other. Cause that's what they do all the time. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. I love that they're letting out their frustrations about this horniness relationship in their own ways. You know, we all cope in our own ways. Then Kim says in an interview that she's the underdog. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I maybe in like a couple very specific ways you're the underdog Kim. Okay. Um this one I'll give you a quarter of a point on. She says that everybody thinks that she's a ditz anyway, and then she starts a beef with Deborah Messing. Or really, she continues the beef that Deborah Messing started. So, she refers to Deborah Messing as that girl from Will and Grace. <laughs> And we see the tweet pop up in which Deborah is basically just like, you know, I understand why, you know, they would have cultural icons on the show on SNL. But like, you know, usually that spot is uh, dedicated to somebody who's promoting like a TV show or a film or an album. So like, what is she doing? You know, whatever. Am I missing something? And Kim claps back and is like, why does she even care? Like, I've never been interested in tearing another female down. So just tune in and figure it out, girl. You know, I have to admit that like going into this episode, I didn't know that Kim would start a beef with Roblox and Deborah Messing. And honestly, like that alone, those two facts alone are worth watching the show. Then we have to see Chloe go over to that man's house again, and he's playing nicey nice. And, you know, already within the episode, the story has changed about their relationship, right? Because early she said that they're just definitely friends. Nothing's happening. But then when she's uh, skipping into his house, she's saying that they're not exactly together and that he's one of his, her best friends, blah, 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 blah. Like, girl, that doesn't mean anything. Who are your other best friends? Malika? And the other one? Okay. The the twins from ATL? That doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, God bless them, but like, okay. <laughs> your friends with adult twins. Those are your best friends. 
And I think we all know how we feel about adult twins, okay? I'm not the only one who said it. I didn't start the conversation, but I will be the one to finish it. Anyway, um, she says that, like, they're just perfect. They're perfect co-parents. They don't have any tension at all. Tristan is still actively trying to get her back or something. And they're having this conversation about, like, she's congratulating this man. You guys, this woman... As if she could not be more of a cuckold. Cuckoldress? Is that the the woman term equivalent? She congratulates him for his growth and going to therapy and starting with the Sacramento Kings again. And she's really like, we're supposed to like celebrate him for going to therapy. So like I said, he's actively trying to get her back and he thanks her for always being so cool, which, yeah, dude, to put it fucking lightly, that is the least you could be thanking her for, frankly. And then they have a conversation in which um, Chloe's like, yeah, you know, like I I did throw water on your clothes one time because um, he like thanks her for not setting his clothes on fire, etc. And he's like, oh, when was that? And she's like, oh, you know, remember when I was nine months pregnant with your child and um, I just found out that you cheated on me? That's when I did it. And then he really goes on some like, why you got to talk about old shit? And he truly says, well, listen, that was what, like 2018? Like now it's 2021. And like for somebody who was actively cheating on her in 2021 while they were engaged, I don't think that I would be bringing 2021 or any year up, Tristan. Just block it out for now through 2028. And and maybe we'll re reassess at that point back to more conversation about the SNL of it all. And then we see um, her talking about how she's basically been like asking people for their opinions. And we get our first Pete mention where she says, Oh yeah, I met Pete Davidson at the Met ball and I told him I was nervous and he was like, well, as long as you can read a cue card, like, don't worry about it. Right. Um, now I think it came out this week that Kim, I think maybe next week admits that she and Pete were interested in each other or like talking to each other before she even did SNL, which would have been now. So, Ooh, Let's let's get into that, girl. Another interesting conversation between Courtney, Kim, and Chloe when they go out to eat, and Chloe tells Kim, "Oh, sorry, guys. I hope that didn't blow your ear out. My microphone fell. <laughs> sorry." Um, Chloe tells Kim that she's currently wearing one of her Skims bodysuits, and listen, she knows that it's been a long-held rumor that she's got um, a big puss. And she's got the widest set vagina out of the girls, out of the three girls. So she understands that, but she put on this uh, bodysuit and there's like a strip. And she genuinely asks Kim if that strip of fabric was just supposed to cover the clit because that's all it's doing for her. And so she tells Kim, hey, um, can we work on getting a little bit more fabric for you like thin vagina girls? It's not going to make a difference for you, but so just help a sister out. Okay. And honestly, this is going to sound weird. And I know that, but I had noticed, 
you know, through the thousands of photo shoots that these women have done, that they seem to have the tiniest little vaginas. And I just figured that was like a photoshopping thing. But now I'm hearing that it might actually be true for them. And so now I'm worried that maybe I'm part of the big puss club because I'm kind of wondering, I'm where Chloe is. Like, I'm constantly wondering, why are they walking around in these bikinis, especially Kendall, that fully show the beginnings of a labia and she has not a care in the world. That's wild to me. I would be terrified. Kim tells Kim, uh, Courtney and Chloe that she's like so annoyed because she's out here looking like a character from the matrix. Um, as if she hasn't been looking like a character from the matrix for the past two years, but she's annoyed because Kim had promised to, excuse me, Kanye and his stylist had promised to show up at a certain time. They were like more than an hour late. So she was pissed off and had to figure it out. She had to dress herself. You guys, can you imagine the horror? Um, then she reveals that, Kanye has um, decided to make a career change and solely dedicate his self and his time to being Kim's stylist. She keeps talking about the situation that's been happening between them since apparently the early 2000s where Kanye would um, email her pictures of like mood boards and certain looks that he thought that she should be dressing up as. And that's just always been their thing. And I mean, Chloe seems appropriately concerned and is like, I think that maybe he should... I don't know, like work on the music or keep his partnership with Adidas and maybe he can fit in being your personal stylist on his own time instead of dedicating his life to this. I mean, this is like really a weird thing to do, especially when they're actively in the midst of a divorce and everybody knows it. Like she, I don't know if Kim's like trying to just like play it cool and act like she thinks that this is normal, but it's not. Okay. It isn't. It's not. Um, then Courtney starts to talk about how, when she went on this trip to Italy, if you guys remember all this drama happened because Scott, she went to, she went to Italy with Travis and this was like a big thing, right? Because this is one of Travis's first times on a plane since the plane crash that he got into with DJ AM. And like he basically after that, he had vowed never to be on a plane, but like through their love, he managed to do it. Right. I'm, I'm saying it like it's sarcastic, but I'm sure it was actually a really like fulfilling moment for him. But they go to Italy and Scott decides to DM the boyfriend between him and Travis, Eunice, that French boxer guy. And he clearly felt guilty about it, Scott. So Scott apparently calls Courtney the next morning and is like, hey, I'm so sorry. I reached out to Eunice. Eunice we all found out because Eunice put it on his Instagram story, the DM conversation where Scott sends him a picture of Courtney and, and Travis and is like, yo, can you believe this? And Eunice is like, skirt, like, I'm not trying to have this conversation with you. Bye bye. So he posts that screenshot on his Instagram stories and really like, damn, Scott, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> the man is in his 40s. Courtney says that she was like, this is despicable. I can't believe this. Um, I don't think I'm going to continue to be able to have Scott in my life like that anymore. Like, you guys keep bishing this on me. You've been doing this for years. And it's not sustainable. And I'm really curious to see how this all works out. It's a shame to me that, like... All of these boundaries are happening because of her relationship and not because she was making them herself. Like, I think it would be an easier transition. Not that, like, she needs to be making anything easier for Scott, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of a double whammy when you're ostensibly being kicked out of the only family that you have left and on top of that, you're, like, losing your girl and seeing her, like, just guzzle his saliva on every red carpet that they get on. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. And I do feel like an ounce of empathy for him, even though he is the reason why they're not in a relationship. And they've both made that very clear. Then in our final scene, we have the girls get back together with Chris. And Kim gets a call from her lawyer, Marty Singer, who tells her, you know, he starts off by saying, you can sue anybody who tries to release this footage of the sex tape. And so we find out that there is like, it wasn't just the clickbait on the Roblox app. It was Ray J's manager telling people and putting it out there that he had some footage of Ray J and Kim in Santa Barbara and that he at this moment, like in that moment, as she's on the phone with her lawyer, he's threatening to drop that footage at five o'clock that day. So (laughs) Kim is like, Hey, I'm like really fucking pissed off. What are we going to do? Like, thank God Saint isn't old enough to be able to read. That was really embarrassing. Um, This shit happened 20 years ago. Why am I still dealing with this? Like, I've got four kids. I I don't want to have this happen all over again. Chloe tries to find the silver lining and say, oh, my gosh, didn't we deal with your sex tape in season one of Keeping Up? Maybe this is like a good omen for the show. And Kim, Kim responds, oh, my God, that's so amazing. (laughs) She's not trying to hear it from you, Chloe. Okay, so then Kim goes back on the phone. Now she's on the phone with not only her uh, uh, attorney, but Tracy Romulus, who basically is like 
the Girl Friday of all things KKW, okay? Um, she started off as her assistant, and then she kind of worked her way up through the ranks. So she's really, like, the, like, if Kim is the face of KKW, she's, like, you know, Kim's the head and maybe she's the neck, if you will. Um, so she's on the phone with Tracy and Marty, the lawyer. And she's again, like, okay, I'm like 99% sure there's no more footage, but like, maybe there's a chance that I was asleep and maybe there was a dildo up my butt. And Chloe's like, well, my God, I hope you would have woken up if that's (laughs) the case. And yeah, they just basically trying to figure things out. And Kim starts crying. Chris is like playing mama bear in the corner. And she's like, listen, I'm not going to let what happened to me um, happen again. And she's like, you know, I have the right lawyers. I have the right contacts. This isn't going to be a repeat of 20 years ago. And I've got four kids. Not going to let this happen to me again. And at one point she calls Kanye. And she starts to cry and is like, you know, Saint Saint found it up. <laughs> It's not that it was funny, but it's just like hearing somebody cry about like Saint saw something on Roblox. He saw it on the Roblox website. Like it's just silly. It's just a silly thing to say. But it's a serious moment. Don't laugh, you guys. I'm not laughing. Don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> Don't laugh. Okay. So turn I mean, the sex tape didn't go out, so we can laugh a little bit, okay? We can laugh a little bit. And she's talking, she's crying and doing the exact cry face as she's telling Kanye that Saint found her cry face emoji. She's doing the same face. (laughs) There's really nothing. There are a few things that like set off the synapses in my brain, like him crying. Like it's really a gift for me. And that's sick. It's sick. But I know some of you guys feel that too. Um, so yeah, that was basically it. Kim threatens um, this Ray J's manager to burn him to the fucking ground. And that's all she wrote. That is it. Uh, yeah. Are you guys... You know, I told you guys that this was going to be a safe space. I told you guys that this is a place where you can... You can we see each other, you can take your shoes off, you can get comfortable and just like not lie to yourself about the fact that you're not going to watch this show. Like, cause we all know that we are. Um, and I, what I saw from the general response from everybody was that they thought, you know, more of the same, but they'll still be tuning in. Did I think it was better than keeping up? Yes. Because I'm hoping and I'm thinking that we're not going to get the things that really irk me about keeping up, which were like the stupid, uh, let's have whoever do something silly and like put a silly little wig on and, and let's go out in public in, in, in secret in disguise. Um, if it's just going to be real stuff, if it's going to be drama, then I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I'm going to watch it. And I think moving forward, there are going to be 19 more episodes. It'll probably just, I'll do a Kardashian corner for my Monday episodes. That is my tentative plan as of now. I can't imagine that I'm going to be doing like a full on recap moving forward, but maybe it'll be interesting enough that it's worth it. Doubt it. But maybe. Um, And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye, dolls.